What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lads. Joined on a very special episode with Swerving, Irving Washington, Mr. Big Ball, and Ben Larson, and Raider Eddie. What's up, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Another day, dude. Doing all right. Getting ready for the finals tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Hockey's uh, getting to the best parts of the season. So, ready to talk Dodgers. about it. All four Damn Dodgers got swept. <laughs> Dodgers oh. did get swept. Irv is a Dodgers fan. The Pirates own you guys. Uh, it's pretty. Just hope they don't make the playoffs, dude. And you guys, yeah, no, they get to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will be just fine, man. But yeah, man, excited to be here. We got a great show on tap. Before we get to that, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That is craft beer delivered to your front door in a nice sealed box. Very safe. I've used it. Ben's used it. Y'all should use it. Make sure to go there. Use promo code TAPROOM. $10 off. That's basically two free beers on us. Thank you. And make sure to like and subscribe our YouTube. Hey, Once we get 100 subscribers, we get, a, we get our own YouTube URL, and then we can actually say YouTube.com slash. Until then, it's uh, YouTube.com slash XYZS underscore. I don't even know the whole <laughs> Now, excited for this show, man. Very excited. Um, before we hop into the NBA Finals, though, we got to talk about this NHL Eastern Conference Finals Game 1 against the Rangers and Lightning. Um, Rangers closed as plus 110 underdog. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning was anywhere from like minus 140, minus 160, depending on where you got it at. Um, ben and I talked about this game last night, and we kind of talked about it on Sunday, and I said, man, I'm, I'm riding with the Rangers because they are just fucking... The momentum, dude. This they're just scorching hot. It's unexplainable, you know. And then they have great goaltending. But what was your guys' thoughts on on game one here? Uh, shout out to New York. Hopefully it's sweet. <laughs> but like you said, if the Rangers, I mean, if the Lightning not blocking shots, I don't think they have much of a chance in the series, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's his face? Vasilevsky was not good tonight. Yeah, his defense also no. didn't help him out much. As I say, I don't think. There was too many defenders playing well for Tampa Bay. I don't think anyone really played well for Tampa Bay, to be honest. And I think, too, that sweeping uh, Florida in the last round was probably the worst thing I could have done, right? Because 
they had all that momentum and now you're sit on you're sitting and waiting for like a week pretty much right nine days, days was it jesus well, dude day, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the rangers who just went through a grueling series Seven beat carolina series. at yeah. home right which yeah. no one thought was possible and then they come in all the momentum in the world now you get to be at home in front of your home crowd like i think game one is more getting the rust off and then like the worst part though is tampa bay decided okay if we can't beat them with goals in the net we're gonna beat them physically and they got their ass whooped <laughs> That's so true. like it, it, you just lost almost you just lost on every front tonight. It's a bad I mean, night in Tampa for Tampa. I'd, I don't know if I'd say they got their ass whooped physically today. I mean, uh, you you saw Maroon and oh, but at and the end of the game, did you see it? Times. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the brawls at the end, dude. Like yeah. the Rangers are on top, just yeah, dude. They were beating their ass. They, so mm, I don't I don't know if I'd call that a, an ass whooping, but um, you know, it, it, there's one thing that I'm happy about, and I know all of y'all are happy about being Pacific hockey fans is that Ryan Reeves is out of Vegas and in the East Coast now because he's <laughs> such a motherfucking pest. And it is so fun to watch him when he's not playing your team. Right. That's true. And I would agree. It's crazy. Yeah. That they were saying at the end of the game that, like, for as much of a pest as he is, he only had 43 penalty minutes for the oh, entire yeah. year, dude. So, like, yeah. isn't he, as much as he's a pest, he's, like, smart about it, you know? Yeah. So he's like the Patrick Beverly of hockey? Pretty much. But Pat Beverly, he is teed up all the time and shit. <laughs> <laughs> For yapping, dude. Damn. But no, he's like, but he, I would I would put him on there, you know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of player. Um, I mean, he's like, he doesn't get a ton of huge minutes, but he's like the enforcer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every team's got to have one. Uh, not necessarily. Good teams have them. But so I mean, teams we're talking about now at this point yeah. in the season have them. Yeah, you want I was, them. I was actually really surprised that Tampa Bay didn't come out as slow as I expected them to come out. I mean, they got shelled in that second period, but I kind of expected that to happen in the, the first. first yeah. yeah, yeah, and was really surprised after one seeing a one-one tie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it kind of started that way too, right? Like a minute into the game, the Rangers are on the board. You're like, oh, well, this is kind of what Here we, we thought was happening. Yep. And then it kind of like mellowed out a little bit. And then boom, Tampa Bay scores. You're like, oh, damn, is Tampa Bay, you know, did they knock the rust off in the first five minutes or whatever? But yeah. I mean, again, momentum, I think momentum in hockey is probably more prevalent than any other sport in my so opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because. I mean, momentum, like a lot of things, like the puck just bounces your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot of things. Like, because on top of that, the Rangers did a lot, two things, in my opinion, that they did better than Tampa Bay, and they need to continue. One, they dominated the face-off circle, right? Had 11 more face-off wins than Tampa Bay, which is huge. And then two, uh, Tampa, like you mentioned earlier, like they couldn't block, Tampa Bay couldn't block shots. They just had open lanes to shoot. And that's how Tampa beat Florida. You know what I mean? They blocked more shots than anybody. Um, so if you can keep those open lanes like they had tonight, it's going to be a long series for Tampa, dude. Like, Tampa has some bad giveaways, too. Yep. But yeah, I think it's just rust, though, if I can be honest with you. Yeah, they didn't move their feet. Those defensive half defensemen, they really have to push up in the play when, you know, when they're on the, you know, when the puck is moving around on the point to make mm-hmm. sure that they don't get those cross-ice passes to get the one-timers. Right. And they did not they do that. Didn't do, yeah. Also, hey, I felt they- it was a little disrespectful that they were such underdogs at home and playing how hot they were. I mean, Tampa is, you know, Reigning champs twice, and they sure, just but I mean, Florida. like the market was just shitting on New York. I mean, seventy-one percent of the bets were on Tampa Bay today. Seventy-seven percent on Tampa Bay minus one and a half. I mean, 
pretty much everybody wrote the Rangers off in this series in this game, game one. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, stop giving Tampa Bay pointers. They might listen to the podcast. I want them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're winning game two. Just saying. No, they lose. I want. They've lose. won eighteen straight games after a loss in the playoffs. Damn. Sounds like a perfect so, opportunity for that streak. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. But I'm going to, I mean, it's hard to go against that. City of Tampa deserves nothing nice. Shout out to Ben. <laughs> not, ben not big balling Ben. Not me. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I mean, I don't know what the line is out, but if the Rangers are a dog again, I'm taking the Rangers again, period. I'm not. I think, I think either way you bet in the series, you should be betting the team minus one and a half, whichever team you think is going to win. Because like empty net goals, like I've been, I mentioned it before. Like I just feel like that's going to be more prevalent now, especially in the conference finals. You know, yeah, can't lose been even a lot one. Of underdogs winning though. There has been. There has, there has been. been a lot of dogs winning. Actually, it feels like. That's why. Like I wish Carolina was great, bro. No, it's, I wish Carolina was still in it because that was just easy money, dude. You just bet on them when they're at home, bet against them when they're on the road. Like except at Game Seven. Except Game Seven. I, I mean, I won six in a row and I lost at Game Seven. I was like, oh, well. Fair enough, dude. <laughs> you know. Let's see. Early lines, Tampa Bay minus 125 over under at five and a half. So it's five, five and a half? Yeah. I mean That's, I mean it was at five and a half for game one, too. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a barrage like it was game yeah. one, but I mean if they don't play defense. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna come back and play a little bit better. Defense. I think so. I think so too. I, I think it'll be a closer game, game. I thought today's game was gonna be a lot closer than it was. I did not see the Rangers putting up six goals and right. you know, that was uh that was a, a surprise to me because of how well Vasilevsky's played. But I think um, we also have to respect the Rangers offensively now, Ben, because Carolina had oh, yeah. the number one power play kill in all of any show all season long. And they beat the shit out of them. Their power play kill the Rangers that is against Carolina. I mean, this is a good offensive team, dude. And I don't think we give them enough credit for being that. I, I agree with that, but, Vasilevsky historically has been a hell of a lot better than he played today. I mean, well, yeah. normally he's, you know, he's got a 9.16 save percentage today. It was 8.2. Right. Like, it, it just, or 8.25. So, um, like, it was it, it was bad. And I think part of that is just that his defense didn't stick up for him like they needed to. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily put this all on Vasilevsky. Um, I put this more on the defense. Right. A lot of times, too, when a goaltender gives up that many goals, it's not his fault, typically. You know, like there's like some like Mike Smith, for example. Like, yeah, that's his fault. Like he's like letting shots go that he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like out of position or whatever. But more times than not, you don't there's no defense in front of him. You know, so it's kind of hard to put it on a goaltender. But like, for example, this one I would put on the defense for Tampa Bay. Rangers, they got to be doing the thing. Go Rangers. Go Rangers, baby. Go blue shirts. All right, let's like talk, let's talk about another series where, and this is going to be basketball, but this is a series where one team is getting a ton of action against a team that is getting nothing, and that's the Warriors for Celtics. So game one starts off tomorrow. Uh, right now the line is minus 3.5 Golden State, Boston plus 3.5. And, and this is the crazy thing to me, dude, is this line has been up for a few days. Right now we got... 77% of tickets on Warriors minus three and a half and 77% of tickets on Warriors money line minus 167. And the line has not moved at all. Well, don't go by ESPN's BPI. 
coming in saying that uh, Celtics are eighty six percent winners here. Right. No, I think that's that a, I think that's crazy, but I do think that their BPI, I I do tend to agree with them that on paper the way these two teams have played in the last several months, Boston is definitely the better team. If if we want to look at it that way. Number two defensive rating in the NBA playoffs. Number one net rating in the regular season. Number one team record-wise since January. They're playing unbelievable. They went through Giannis Antetokounmpo. Then they went through the Heat, who were the number one seed in the East. Went through them, and then they beat the shit out of Kevin Durant and the Nets. 4-0 sweep. So, I mean, this is a team that if you look at it on paper, this is a great basketball team. On the other side, you have the Golden State Warriors, who... They have all the experience, dude. We know this. It's been well documented. 123 games of finals experience compared to zero for the Boston Celtics. But the Warriors have been very up and down in the playoffs. And if we're being 100% honest with ourselves, they've had a easy path. And when I say easy, it's much easier than the Boston Celtics. Face the Nuggets without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Then you face a banged up Memphis Grizzlies team, who, by the way, was their toughest opponent so far. Memphis Grizzlies, third defensive rating all of the NBA season. Not very good in the playoffs, but what they did do against Golden State was they played Steph Curry straight up with Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, and they held Curry to his worst shooting performance of the playoffs. 41% from the field, 31% from three, averaging only 25 points a game. If he's that efficient against Boston, who's much better perimeter defensive-wise because they can put Marcus Smart on him one-on-one, defensive player of the year, He's also the flop king of the world, so he will flop a lot and get a lot of calls. I've seen it with my own two eyes, dude. It, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the Warriors' other players to do well. Andrew Wiggins is already going to be tested having to guard Tatum for the entire series. He did great against Luka, okay? Luka, he made Luka very inefficient compared to how he normally is. But the difference between the Celtics and the Mavericks is Jason Tatum also has Jalen Brown who can create his own shot, averaged 23 points per game in these playoffs. He also has uh, Derek White off the bench. And the Celtics have the two highest-rated five-man lineups in all of the playoffs this year. The top two are them. And the Warriors have the fourth and fifth top uh, lineups. So when I see this in and uh, the finals price being minus 160 to the Warriors, on paper, dude, the Celtics are the better team. The only thing the Warriors have is experience in home court. Yeah, I worry about what we saw Boston and how Boston played against Miami. We saw a team that was very Jekyll and Hyde. Some days they were, you know, on. Some days they were a, a whole their, different team. Their biggest issue is they don't have a true point guard. So when they get into lulls, when they become stagnant on offense – they don't have someone that can like control the pace and get a guy into a good play. That's their biggest, that's their only weakness as a team. And like we saw it against, we did see it against Miami where they just got complacent, bad offensive possessions. It happened at the end of game seven. I mean, they were up 14 points with two minutes and it ended up being a four point game because they were taking terrible shots. They always take terrible shots. <laughs> their offense is well, very boring to watch. That's not true because they they are a very efficient team, especially shooting. The they take the ball. most contested shots in the NBA. Like they, they always take bad shots. That's like a nah. that's a fact. 
No, that's not true. But they are, their players can score. You know what I'm saying? They got great jump shooters, so it balances out. I think so their, their offense is like one-on-one all day. So what it sounds like to me, whoever plays a better defense and makes more – who shoots – Shoots a better percentage is going to win this series because both teams can play the hell out of the uh, can play the hell out of the defensive end, and like you said, the Warriors been inconsistent sometimes on offense. Boston's been inconsistent sometimes on offense, and they get a little bit too stagnant when it comes to Tatum setting it. Well, they got to run everything through Tatum, and everybody just sitting around waiting for him to make something happen. So, if Boston can stay away from that and play good defense. Well, they're going to play good defense. That's the one thing we know they're going to yeah. play. That's the one. That's the that is we know is going to happen. It's really like honestly, my I think it's well, going to come I down don't to. Think we can say that though because they didn't in three of the seven games last round. Well, no, they played it's good true. defense in in one of the games. They turned the ball over twenty four times, which led to thirty three fast break points. I mean, you're not going to win ball games turning the ball over twenty four times. I, I guarantee you could look it up right now. I, I bet there's. Like one percent of teams have won a game turning the ball over twenty four times. And the Warriors seem to do it all the time. Yeah, well, no, they usually turn the ball over like fifteen to eighteen times, but they hit so, fucking thirty threes, which makes up for it. So my question is, who's the biggest X factor on each team? See, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I think this series comes down to whose role players are better consistently, right? So Them. the Warriors are gonna need consistent play from like Wiggins and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, and then the Celtics are going to need consistent play from Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Grant Williams, who's been great this postseason run. Um, Will Horford have another series like he did against the uh, Miami Heat? Uh, Well, I thought he was better against the Bucks, to be honest. Yeah, he kinda, after he got COVID, he kind of, like, disappeared, right? Like, missed a lot of threes. I don't know. He wasn't that good in game seven, right? Well, they were kind of using him more as, like, because the, the crazy thing about the, the Celtics is Al Horford is probably their best passer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, he's, and he's their fucking center slash power forward, whatever you want to consider him whenever he's on the floor. But that's kind of how they're using him against the Heat. I thought the biggest thing the Celtics did wrong against the Heat was they played a ton of drop coverage, which really hurt them defensively. And then the last game they played, they switched everything, which is what they normally do. Um, and it obviously worked out a lot better. A lot of people are talking about Robert Williams and how he's going to be, but honestly, I don't think he's going to play much in the series regardless because the Warriors like to play small too with Draymond Green, and that's how the Celtics want to play. Like They want to play Horford, um, Grant Williams, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum as much as they can, and the Warriors want to play um, Curry, Poole, Wiggins, Clay, Draymond. Draymond. So I, I, I think, don't I don't know how much Robert Williams is even going to see the floor regardless of how healthy he is. To be honest, man, I think the one player we're not even talking about who, in my opinion, will be the biggest X factor is Kevon Looney because he's their biggest guy. He gets all much, the rebounds. Dude. He's going to get played off the floor if they go Horford. If they Grim put Williams, Horford on there, you don't think Kevon? You think Kevon Lee's going to play Kevon off the Looney, floor? All, all he does Horford. is fucking get lobs, dude, and offensive rebounds, but. What I'm saying is he's going to get played off the floor on defense because he can guard guards at the top, dude. Like he's, Horford, quick, he's a quick big man. No, nah, not like that. Al Horford, he can't and, guard. He can't Al Horford and Grant guard. Williams are. Al Horford and Grant Williams are shooting at almost forty percent from three. 
they they will play Kayvon Looney off the floor. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Robert Williams is going to see a ton of action. In this no, game. I don't think Williams plays a ton either. But at the same time, like you mentioned, like the, you know, the Celtics being the number one defense in the regular season, the Warriors were the number one defense until January when Draymond Green got hurt. Yeah, and but then, the Warriors were also dog shit for like three months of the year. I shouldn't the say Warriors, dog shit. They, they, they didn't play with a full they roster until the playoffs. In the defensive end. They, they didn't play with a full roster until the playoffs either. Full roster all year. They've been playing great. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see the Warriors making it this far. No, I didn't. I didn't either. Like, dude, yeah. they they played they played well enough to get here. And like I said on Sunday, like the interesting thing about the Warriors is like they've had inconsistent play from everybody, but every game they get at least two to two or three of those guys have good games. Yeah, it goes yeah. off. Yeah, they're they're a deeper team in my opinion. You know what I'm saying than the Celtics. Um it uh health's gonna be big because they gotta get Porter back. They gotta get I mean, is Igudala ever gonna play? Uh, who he's, knows? Uh, he's practicing right now. Yeah, they're like they have practice. Lost, yeah, and it's Jordan Poole, like this is like a big stage. But I do think that like the one thing that worries me about the Celtics, man, is like I feel like they fall they like they game seven, they fell apart at the end when they had a chance to close out the game. And like you mentioned, like the Miami, like Jimmy Butler comes down as a three opportunity to win the game, basically, when they were up fifteen with two minutes to go, like well, I mean that's 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 their issue. They don't have a point guard, so they right. get into bad lulls, and they just have to stay out of that. And but I mean, like they got to be way the Celtics got to be way more consistent to win this series. I'll give I'll I'll definitely say that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're gonna have to play as well as they did against Milwaukee, and they played like, really well against Milwaukee. They're gonna have to play their best series, like their best basketball of the year, in my opinion. But it's if just Steph the- shoots thirty one percent from three and forty one percent from the floor. I think the Celtics are going to. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Celtics have better perimeter defenders than Memphis. And Memphis literally played him one-on-one. Like, they didn't scheme towards him. They just threw Desmond Bain and Darren Brooks on him the whole series. And they they did a great job against him. He really only had one good game. Mm. One efficient game, I should say. I'm just saying, man, like, the Warriors have done this. They've been there, done this. And this is a different, like, you know sure, what I'm they saying? Are. They're back I mean, after yeah. a couple of years. You know I, what I, I mean? I was saying that, too. But, you know, we, we got to think about the, you know, Boston has been to the conference finals, what, four out of the last six years? Yep. I mean, they've been on the big stage. They just got over the hump this year. So I'm a little worried about that, too, Eddie. I, I definitely am, um, you know, when when thinking about those <sighs> those finals appearances. But, They've been on a big enough stage. I don't think that's going to play too much of a factor into it. I think they got that that kind of wide-eyed deer in the headlights from the media coverage this week. And I was going to say one of the biggest concerns I have for Boston is that they acted like they won it all on Sunday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you listen to their press conferences, they're talking about like everyone doubted us and here we are. And and then you go back and you watch the press conferences from last year, like the Bucks were like, we haven't done shit yet. Like we still got to take care of business and the, yeah. and the sun's on the other side. They acted very similarly to Boston. You know what I mean? Like the fact they got there was in there. Like they won already. And that's mm-hmm. what concerns me about Boston because we know golden state, they've been here, they've done it like winning the Western conference. Cool. But they didn't care. Right. That's not the ultimate objective to them. And I feel like for Boston, it kind of was like, uh, at least they made it seem like it was the goal. Yeah. Jason Tatum gotta, texting Kobe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro, Kobe well, would have texted words, him. Kobe would have texted words. him back though, or if you would have said, "Bro, you haven't done shit yet. You still got another series to win." You know that yeah. too, bro. You probably would have told him, "Take care of business tonight," but you ain't did shit yet. Like, like when um, 
I hate bringing this series up, but with uh, the Dodgers won game six against the cheating-ass Astros, and uh, Tommy Lasota, rest in peace, came into the locker room and told Dave Roberts, you won, but you ain't won shit yet. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> it's facts, dude. Now I-, I got a question for you guys. Um, how much of a, a of a aspect in this series do you think having a first-year coach is going to be? Huge, in my opinion. He made Doka's best. Nah, like not nah, really, because he's not your shit. average coach. That yeah, dude, yeah. man. Dude, well, and he's won a championship. Yeah, yeah Doka's a damn good coach. He's a great Shout coach. out to uh, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This dude, we know. He, he was, oh, he was saying that. Udoka was a terrible hire in like November. Should, made like twenty, <laughs> made like twenty five Udoka posts before Christmas, and it's crazy because I went back to try to bump those posts and he deleted them all. I'm sure he did, dude. That's how it works, man. Oh, Everyone deletes wait. it. Deleted Delete the, the receipts, dude. Damn, that is terrible. No, nah, but Udoka is a great coach. Like he's yeah. been there, he's done it. He's done it as a player. He's been on some great coaching staffs as well. Well, I shouldn't say he's done it as a player. He's like a bench player his whole career, but still, like he's he's been there. You know what I mean? Like he's seen this, and I I think he's a pretty level headed dude, dude. Like the fact that you know there was one point in the season where the Celtics were below five hundred, and there was a bunch of stuff coming out that like the guys didn't like each other and all this shit, and Marcus Smart's talking shit publicly saying that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are ball hogs. And the fact that he was kind of able to reel them all in and say, like, hey, if y'all do what I what I say is going to work, we will make the finals. Like he said he that. learned under he learned under Popovich, right? Yeah. Okay. Great no wonder he's such a no wonder he's such a damn good coach. And he also coached under uh Budenholzer uh, in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. He's a good sense. coach. Yeah, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if if either team won this series. I think it's going six, seven games regardless. Well, I don't want neither team to win. Um, Me either, uh, but one of them has to. All right, who wins game one? I mean, honestly, I thought the Warriors were going to win game one, but seeing these, seeing how much people are betting on the Warriors, dude, and the line take isn't Celtics. the line isn't moving. Like as a as a person knowledgeable about the betting industry like that scares me dude because that means a lot of sharp money is coming in on boston to offset the the tickets either that or the books know something we don't i'll say celtics win game one but in my overall prediction for the series i hate to say it because only team i hate more than the Cel- well only team i hate less than the celtics is the warriors i think the warriors probably win at seven Celtics and six. Nah, so I got the Warriors and six. I mean, they're going to win at least one on the road. Probably be game six. See the series splitting two and two. Warriors win two at home. Celtics win two at home, and the Warriors just take the last two. Y'all undermining the Celtics. See what I'm saying? Like, I'm undermining the Celtics, dude. I just think the Warriors are the better team. They're the better shooters. They have a better offense. They move the ball no more. Way they you have could the... watch basketball this season, especially since January, and tell me that the Warriors are the better team. I'm telling I'm you, a Laker the Warriors fan, are the better so team, never, in my opinion. I could never pick the Celtics to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. That's just I mean, how it goes. That'll be, be like me picking the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. You know, it's just not happening. <laughs> yeah. Love you, dude. I love you. Right, ben, who you Warriors, got? Warriors game one at home. Warriors and six. Warriors and six. 
Irv got Warriors in seven. Eddie got Warriors in six. The only guy that's going to be right got Celtics in six. So well, I hope it's the Warriors in four just to uh, be. be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we're done with the – oh, actually, I wanted, I, I do want to talk about some other things about this series. Um, MB, the finals MVP odds, Steph Curry plus 110, Tatum plus 175, Jalen Brown plus 1,000, Draymond Green plus 1,400, Klay Thompson plus 1,400, Jordan Poole plus 2,500. I don't know if anybody else has a chance at winning the NBA Finals MVP, but uh, who do you guys like for MVP here? If you guys have the Warriors, obviously you're going to choose a Warriors player. Yep. Who do you, who yeah, do you like, like winning this? I'm going to go Clay if the Warriors win and Tatum if the uh, Celtics win. So you're going Chalk. Well, Clay's not Chalk. My light skinned brethren. You gotta oh, you said Clay. Them. I thought you said Kurt. My bad. No, I said Clay. Okay, Clay Thompson. My light-skinned brethren. I think you could cover both Clay and Draymond here for plus fourteen hundred. Uh, because there's if, no way Draymond Green wins a fucking if the Warriors MVP. win nah, triple single. Somebody, nah, not winning it. If but if the Warriors win, it's going to be a stand-up performance by somebody else other than Steph Curry, and that's going to be the way that they win. So. I think you can put money on either of those two, maybe Jordan Poole at plus twenty five hundred, um, but it, it's going to have to be somebody standing out, like we said, you know, a little bit earlier for the Warriors to win, and that's going to be you know the game changer here. Edward, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if the Warriors win, they're going to give it to Curry just for the fact that he hasn't won an MVP yet, right? So I can kind of eliminate everybody else on the Warriors. Um, and if the Celtics win, the only way they're going to win is if Tatum wins it, right? In my opinion, you know, I don't think they give it to Marcus Smart for playing defense, although they gave it to Iguodala for holding LeBron to under 50 points a game. Good for you. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I just think it's going to be either Tatum or, or Curry. No. I mean, it's, you know, not the best odds, but it's still plus money, I guess. So I like Ben's logic about somebody else winning because they're going to have to do something. I like Jalen Brown here. I think Jalen Brown's going to be the best player in this entire series because Jason Tatum's going to be getting so much attention. It's going to need to be opening up a lot of things. Jalen Brown's been averaging 23 points a game in this, in this playoffs. What's his odds to win it? Plus 1000. And I think somebody is going to have to step up for the Celtics for them to win. And I think it's going to be Jalen Brown because Marcus smart problem with Marcus Smart is you don't want him shooting too much because once he starts, once he knocks down like two shots, he thinks he can hit everything and he starts shooting everything and then it's all bad, dude. That's not what you want him doing. So I I like Jalen Brown plus 1,000. And then on the Warrior side, I completely agree with you, Eddie. If it would take Steph Curry either getting hurt or having like a complete dog shit series, which would mean somebody else has a great series. For them, well, already, we've been seeing posts saying if he wins the Finals MVP and you know, another ring, he he's better than LeBron. <laughs> I know. See, I, I hate those fucking posts. Dude. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm a Curry. Obviously, I'm a Warrior fan. But like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you're gonna tell me that he's better than LeBron? Like, get out of here, dude. There's, I'm sorry. Oh, man, There's funny. been some crazy shit. Like today, I was listening to it was maybe NBA Today, and uh, they were saying, oh, Jason Tatum has been to two NBA Finals. Oh, yeah, because like, Larry what? Hughes is his fucking yeah. godfather. 
because he uh, he sat in the stands and watched them. Like, what right? The fuck okay. Are you so then about? I've been to a fucking an NBA Finals then, dude, because yeah. I sat in the stands and watched one yeah. too. Like, are you kidding me? You he, know what I mean? Like, get as many like, points as me that day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the the takes you get on these fucking shows are so ridiculous. Like, someone said that. Oh, now that Jason time, Tatum's bro. made it to the NBA Finals, he's now the best player in the NBA. No, that like, is are you fucking. Like, are but you kidding me? He's the best player in the NBA now because he made it. Someone Good on Twitter you. today said that he he's taken his team against uh, on the hardest path since Dirk Nowitzki in 2011. I saw that. I saw you comment on it too. I was like, like bro, what come are we on, talking he, about he's had here, a great dude. team, bro. Dirk was like a one, literally a one man army dude. on offense for that team, but it's crazy, bro. Shout out to I'm Dirk. Gonna... Dirk's great player. Shout out to Dirk. They killed my Lakers. That was a great series. It really was it. It was. It was just like, yeah, like when Miami beat the Bucks in the bubble, that was an amazing series. Ah, Dude, the bubble doesn't count, dude. Yes, it does. uh, Shout out to Jason Maples. As he likes to tell me, I don't count something where Air Bud was filmed. What's Airbud? Fucking the, movie, dude. You don't know what Airbud is? I don't know Airbud. Yeah, he I know the dog that catches the sense. fucking football dog. I know what Airbud is. I'm gonna say that dog like a hop. Yeah, greatest wide receiver of all time, dude. He's not wide receiver forward. Fucking Balto was better. Oh, dude, I gotta ask you guys this question because I heard it on the radio today. Uh, so they were talking on the radio about who like a dream matchup in in football. And they were talking about Deion Sanders versus Rainy Moss. Who wins? Is it a deep ball or is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, we're just going to run down the field and throw it up because that's all Moss can do. Or what? It, it depends. Okay, on we're, it we're putting this in a bubble, dude. So, like, hypothetically speaking, like, we're just saying. They want to, they run in one route or, uh, for or multiple game. routes. Like, well, okay. Because, like, the guy, the, the guy said, and I, I agree with him, and I think your guys' thought process is kind of similar. He was like, he said the same thing. Like, is it a jump ball? Is it a go? Like, yeah. what do we do? What, what is going on here? Because he always said, like, if, uh, if Randy Moss had committed himself to like developing as like a true wide receiver, like Jerry Rice, like he could have been the greatest wide receiver of all time. Right. But why, when you just run straight down the field and have him throw it up and you just catch it over everybody so let's every say, time, let's say Randy Moss one-on-one Deion Sanders, you know, what play is coming. Who wins? Randy Moss. You know what play is coming? Deion Sanders. I can't pick against primetime, man. That dude is Randy Moss, time. dude. Primetime like, was a How tall is primetime? 6'2". No, how tall is Randy Moss? 5'10", 5'11". How Randy Moss? Randy Moss is 6'4". Hey, this is all Moss does as soon as they snap the ball. He just throw it up, and he just gets on his tiptoes. Nah, catches it every if time. A, if you as a defenseman know what ball was coming... I can't, especially in prime time. He doesn't get like a fucking pogo stick. I mean, we're we're talking four two forties against each other. It's not like Dion's slow. Dion got to run just as fast backwards as Randy Moss runs forward. So I'm not just gonna say Moss, even if it's a go route. Dion is Dion is dude, best cornerback of all time, dog. I'm going with Moss, dude. If we're talking like, oh wait, Dion was six one. I told you, dog. 
Yeah, throw it up in the air, dude. They think Culpepper was a good quarterback. No, he just overthrew everyone and hit fucking Moss every time. Well, <laughs> what happened when he went to the Raiders? Then he fucking ran the ball in the end zone because he couldn't throw. <laughs> dude. One big Five rushing touchdowns against the Dolphins, bro. Oh. One game. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first thing is he had Kerry Collins throwing him the ball. And then Kerry, then Kerry Collins. Oh, you talking about Randy Moss? Yeah, Randy Moss quit on that team. I mean, you had Kerry Collins, then Aaron Brooks, dude. They gave me a fucking break. I'd have quit too. And they literally yeah, just Kerry had Collins him run the same the route Titans, every though, play and fucking let him do a thirteen and three record the next year. Yeah, yeah. well, Moss was good. He just fucking that team. Those Raider teams were a disaster, bro. But they said Dion ran a four two two. Yeah. He was fast he as fuck. A, he had a, a 39-inch vertical. Yeah, bro, this is not going to be a walk in the park for Moss, bro. He had a 39-inch vertical. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I think I, I take Moss take, all day, dude. I think I would take prime time, dude. I got to take prime. If we're talking, time. like, multiple routes, like slants, fucking, when you, you know, out and whatever, what then. He, when you yeah, see what he did to Jerry Rice, so. That's, what, that, that's exactly, that's a great point. Or, like, he, he handled Jerry Rice in their matchups. So I'm pretty sure he could handle Randy Moss. Mm. I don't know, dude. But he might Moss might get him once or twice. I think Moss he, wins more times than Dion wins. Nah, uh, nah, no you're not beating prime no time way. like that, bro. No yeah, happened. dude. If you, you gotta, if you do it, let's say a hundred times, I think it's like sixty forty. Nah, you gotta put some respect on Dion's name, bro. I'm not saying Dion's not the man, but Moss only gonna run, run one route, dude. <laughs> and he's fucking sport. like that's six the, ten or whatever. Hands he down, you can jump no over Dion. Hands down, that's the greatest cornerback that of ever. Course. Did. Of course, of right. course, that's why there's more in an NFL game than just. And Randy Moss time. is a what top two, top three wide receiver because some people take T over Randy Moss because he didn't take plays off. I'll take Larry. Now, if you just go natural, if you just go off natural ability, yeah, Randy Moss is. Him and Calvin Johnson are the greatest two wide receivers that ever stepped on the NFL field. But once you add the intangibles and what Deion Sanders was capable of, yeah, bro, it might not turn out well for Randy Moss. Plus, you got to think, Darrell Reeves locked up Randy Moss a couple times. Yeah. I mean, this is all hypothetical, obviously. It's a hypothesis yeah. that we could we will never be able to. Are we talking solve. like in their prime? Yeah. In their prime? In their prime. I'm in their prime. Yeah, prime. Moss. I'm taking Moss. <laughs> Take him off, dude. Fucking Eddie. Randy Moss rookie year was one of his best years ever. You know that, right? All right. In their prime, dude. 2001 Oakland Raiders or 2015 Denver Broncos? 2001 Oakland Raiders? But the. The Broncos, we gonna beat the shit out of them. We, we got <laughs> we, 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 we the better defense. We got paid the Madden. We got Von Miller in his prime. You can't even name nobody on that 2001 defense for the Raiders. Yeah, except Bill Charles Romanowski, Woodson. Charles Woodson, Charles Eric Woodson, Bill Romanowski, Bill Romanowski Greg Beaker, Rob Woodson, overrated linebacker like Eric today. Allen. Are you that fucking dude kidding on, me, dude? That dude was on steroids 90% of his career. Doesn't mean overrated. He and he was better with the Broncos. Yeah, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Charlie Garner, Dana Rich Gannon, MVP, Rich Gannon, fucking Charlie Jerry Porter in the bro, slot, dude. Okay, you just no, that offense was Charlie. nice, dude. That offense then, was nice. Yeah, Man, the offensive they, line was down, top of that. All they down around was slant. They only ran with slant routes. Dude, no one can stop it. Banana dog all day. Okay, you and, know what's coming. You still can't stop it. John Ritchie, dude. John Ritchie. John Ritchie was dope. <laughs> Tyrone Wheatley, dude. Is, that was that game with Broncos. Probably won that game by at least two touchdowns. 
I don't know, dude. That would be no. that would be a close one because I Bro, mean they they play contrast styles. We would have styles. Peyton Manning. We would have prime Peyton Manning, not dead arm Peyton Manning. No, nah, he was. We like, would have. He was. He was dead arm Peyton Manning even in fucking Denver. I'm talking about when he was in the when he was with the Colts. We gonna have that Peyton Manning. No, not, no, you don't. no, no. You get 2015. 2015, man. Oh, he still threw what? Threw like 50 touchdowns that year. No, nah, so, he still played well. We didn't have the same arm. It don't matter, bro. It's the Raiders. Y'all not winning nothing of its significance ever. <laughs> See, I guess the thing, like, we win three Super Bowls. Then we're like, you know what? We're going to take some time off, let the rest of the division so catch up. Taking, if we had 40, 40 years, years to just old. wait around, the division y'all can't took, catch up. So still. y'all been taking time off since 1983. Dude, we don't need to rush. You dude, know what I'm saying? We're three Super Bowls since then, dude. We just feel bad for the rest of the division. We're waiting for y'all to catch up. It just took a long time for y'all to catch you know, up. That's Raiders all. fans logic. I get it. Y'all just took a 40-year I mean, it's Broncos fans logic. You guys ain't you guys do fucking three things in your whole entire life, and you think you're the fucking greatest but organization you know, in the Raiders world. have done, though. They've only won But you've done nothing. Next to Cowboy fans, y'all the most delusional fan base. They've been terrible for a long time. You're right. But even us being this terrible for this long, we still have more wins than the Broncos in their organization. Okay, you started off in the 70s, and we started off in the AFL. We can go your highest winning percentage. Uh, We got a higher winning percentage. I realize this. When your team doesn't do (laughs) – when your teammates shit curly, you got to bring up the pass. Let's just stick. This is what you're talking about. That's what you're doing too. 2015, that's like almost 10 years ago. Since the year – I was bored in the year you were bored. Let's see who team has more wins. The Broncos by a lot. Of course. Thank you. So let's not bring up the 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, we were just talking about like the recent years where the, the Raiders have never won against the Broncos. Lifetime. And even if y'all have been better than us, it is not doesn't mean much. You're not going to the playoffs. You're not winning playoff games. So I mean, we made the playoffs last year. How the Broncos do? But you didn't win. What's the use? <laughs> that's like me saying. <laughs> that's like me saying. I'm, I, I bet triple. you would have preferred to have been in the playoffs and sitting there. I hit, I hit, I hit a triple, hit a triple tried to push it to a hole inside the park and run and got thrown at that whole plate every time. That's that's that's, that's, that's all you got. Okay. Hey, good segue there. Irv. Let's talk about some baseball real quick because the Dodgers, bro. What it the happens, fuck? bro. We can't look like the greatest team on earth every game. We lost three out of four to the Diamondbacks. We just got swept by the Padres. That is one big pile of shit. Sometimes we lose to teams that we're not supposed to lose to. It's baseball. It's a 162 game season. Getting swept though? At home? By it happens, pirates, bro. By the pirates? It happens. Uh, that's pretty bad. Y'all dude. was getting no hit for how long and came back and almost won the damn game today? Hey, we haven't been no hit since 1991. Longest streak in all of Major League Baseball, by the way. Now we probably have the most one-hit games in baseball <laughs> in that time. We're probably up there. But we also have, like, five walks in those games, so it kind of balances itself out, you know what I mean? They stink, dude. I don't want to talk about the A's. Well, it could be the Giants, too, right now. I mean, the Giants are stinking it up. They just signed Carlos Rodon for $22 million, and that dude fucking sucks. Damn, Sorry, man. Crazy. The Giants just won two out of three against the, the Dodgers. Field, was, the Dodgers was trying to get him, too. I'm glad we didn't. Dude. Radon, well, actually, Radon wasn't bad today. They put in that guy Javier and gave mm-hmm. him fucking two. He gave up two two run home runs in the same inning, dude. And the Giants Damn. lose. Giants the Giants bullpen has been a little issues. rough. Yeah, they that's a issues. heartbreaker. But that's like I feel like a bad bullpen is the easiest fix in baseball because like once yeah, you get near you the trade deadline, like two three trades, yeah, and makes, you know you got they'll be fine. 
Yeah, Radon went five innings, six hits, one earned. I ain't bad. That's one of his best starts probably this year. <clears throat> he gave up. Uh, he, he, had, two starts he had a good shot, a good start against the Dodgers. I think he went like seven. Well, the Dodgers struggle against lefties, dude. Yeah, I know that's that's probably our only Achilles heel. That's why we're getting Juan Soto doesn't like you guys need a right-handed bat. Yeah, I never. Aaron well, Judge. That was just that was just a pipe dream. We don't need Juan Soto. We're not finna give up our top five, six prospects to get Juan Soto. Yeah, that's right. more for like. That's more for like a team like the Blue Jays, the Astros. The, the Blue Jays could absolutely Giants. use Juan Soto. Uh, who else? Blue Jays, Astros. Not because Ben Gurion's best hitters are left-handed too. Like you guys struggle yeah. against left-handed hitting too. The yeah. Royals. The Royals got a pretty deep farm system. Or a team, dude. The Royals need like right fucking now. nine mm-hmm. nine players, dude. I know, but I'm just saying, if you got you got yeah. you have to have a. To land him, you gotta have a deep ass farm system, and they probably gonna want like one or two major league players at that. Dude, they should just get the Ori. The Orioles should trade for him and just go across town, dude. Because the Orioles, how much? You how much get do you guys put in Rizzo saying Soto's not getting traded? No, I, mean, I don't say that, bullshit. Okay, well, so leave I it up to somebody him, that we know. The, the Nationals are getting sold, so and the three owners, the three people that might buy him. Or wants to pay Soto five hundred million, so we'll I would. I, I'd pay Soto fucking a billion, dog. <laughs> I feel he's the best hitter in baseball. Like he's the best natural hitter. Like, dude, I get it. Twenty but... years old, he led a team to the World Series. He was our best hitter, dude. Like that's unheard of, bro. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been reading. Re- I've been reading reports that that dude is older than what he say he is. But that's that's neither. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that's neither here nor there. I don't think. I don't think. I, don't I wouldn't be surprised. playing in the twelve year old. That's uh, <laughs> fucked from the movie The Bench Warmers. You remember yeah. that shit? Get that fucking <laughs> 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 piece of paper. He's out of the life bound fucking chugging beers and shit. Oh, oh man, man. nah, I don't take nothing away from Soto. I would love. It's 29 teams that would want Juan Soto. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a business. You're gonna have to give up a king's ransom. And if he goes to a team, and if he goes to a team that gives up a whole bunch and still gonna suck, he's gonna be just getting paid. So the best landing spot for him, honestly, it's the Blue Jays because the Dodgers are not gonna give up all that just to get him. And the Blue Jays, dude, the Blue Jays, like their missing piece is a left-handed bat. Because their lineup is like literally nine right-handed hitters, dude. <laughs> but and they get they get a guy like that, and it opens up a ton for Vlad Guerrero too. Because you have a it would be nice great left right yeah. right. Uh, combination. Like you said, his agent said they're not going to trade him, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, dude. If I'm the if I'm the Nationals, bro, I wouldn't trade him either unless I got like a fucking haul, dude. But they don't have to. He's turned down a $350 million extension and a $375 million extension. He doesn't want to be there no more. So they better trade him while his value is at the highest. Because the more they let it linger, the less they're going to get. Good point. We're talking about Arizona being a good landing landing spot for him, too. Yeah, that could be a good landing spot, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're the, going to the, Dynam- suck for a little while with them, though. But. Nah, the Diamondbacks have great pitching, dude. And if you if you can match great pitching better. with some off with some good offense yeah, like but that, if they, but if they trade for Soto, they're going to give up. Pretty I was going to say the problem is is they're going to have to give up like Alec Thomas, who's their number one prospect, and he's on their major league team now, and they'll probably have to give Waller, up like who's got hype. Yeah. They so might give up. Had to give up Marte. They might have give up that that first baseman, the catcher. Yeah, so you know that's going it's going to hurt them before it helps them. But then you can just spend money. 
like they're going to spend money. Who spends money like the, the Dodgers? Nobody. Do, bro. They signed fucking Grinky to like a stupid-ass deal. How long was that ago? It doesn't matter because they can they can do it. They signed Bumgarner to a long big ass deal and they suck. You know what I mean? Like okay. the Diamondbacks will spend so, money, bro. Well, how about they trade for Cody Bellinger? <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Zach Gallen and one of them right handed bats for Cody Zach, Cody Bellinger. Let him go home. Oh god. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get some best bets for the people for tomorrow. So we talked about the NBA Finals. We did not talk about the NHL, though, the uh, Western Conference final game two. Do y'all got any best bets? I'll go around the clock. So we'll start right to left. We'll go Ben. Then we'll go Irv. Then we'll go Eddie. So Ben, got some best bets for us or a best bet? I mean, it's not going to win us a lot of money here, but uh, Colorado money line at minus 180. Um, I think you could also go with the, uh, you know, the puck line. Um, which does kind of bump things up a little bit um, at that minus one and a half. I mean, as Eddie's been talking about earlier, you got to you got to emphasize in that empty net goal. Um, so that minus one and a half is at plus one thirty. So I think you could definitely, you know, I wouldn't put a full unit on that, but maybe a half unit on that plus uh, plus one thirty there at, at minus one and a half. Um, and the second game I'd uh, go for my best bet here is we are going to go. Uh, with uh, game one of this doubleheader tomorrow with the Yankees and the Angels, you got Nestor Cortez going on the hill uh, with a 1.7 ERA, 0.85 whip, uh, going against Shohei Otani, who started the season out better than he's been playing recently. And even this year, he hasn't been, uh, you know, two two lights out in anywhere. So we're gonna go first five, um, two first five minus a half a run uh, with the New York Yankees. The Angels have been absolute dog shit the last couple weeks, too. Yep. Irv, what do you got? Um, Celtics plus three and a half. That is the Dodgers to break their three-game win streak. Losing streak. Because the last time we had a losing streak like this, we won seven in a row. So. Who are they playing? The Mets. The Mets. They're playing the Mets. It's tough game. Who's pitching? Uh, Gonsolin is pitching, and she's pitching for the Mets. Who's Walker. pitching for the Mets? Uh, T-Wan Walker. Oh yeah, give me the give me the Dodgers there all day. Yeah, Dodgers. Eddie, what do you yeah. got? We're taking the over in the NHL, dude. Like you just can take that every single fucking game. Over Mike seven. Smith will probably be in net for um, for Edmonton, and I'm pretty sure that um, the Avalanche are gonna have to go with their backup. I can't even think of the Avalanche's backup name. In. What is that? I believe, I believe Kemper's in. Prince oh, is he in? Okay. Yeah. Last I heard, he'd re-aggravated that eye injury. So, uh, but either way, uh, Edmonton doesn't play enough defense. Edmonton can score at the drop of a hat. So I see it in another game, kind of similar. Um, so we're gonna take the over, uh, and then uh, for game for the NBA Finals, we're gonna take the uh, Warriors money line. You can take a minus three and a half if you want to. You could even take a minus nine and a half. I think they win by double digits. Yeah, right. All right. right there. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see I got two out. best bets, and I'll start it off with bet number one. I'm taking Celtics plus three and a half going against Eddie, which means I'm going to win. That's all I need to say there. <laughs> and then I'm taking the Toronto Blue Jays 
first five minus a half, and I'm taking the full game minus one and a half. Alec Manoa is on the mound versus Johnny Cueto, and Manoa is having a stellar year, solidifying himself as the Blue Jays' ace, and especially at home where he's sporting a 1.33 ERA. Cueto, on the other hand, has had two solid first outings, but his velocity has decreased in every single start. In his last start, he gave up five earned versus the Cubs, and Toronto is scorching hot right now. 119 WRC plus in the last two weeks, and they're hitting 293 on balls in play with a low 18.3% K rate. But most importantly, right-handed hitters are hitting 260, 302, 300 off Cueto this season, and the Blue Jays lineup is all right-handers, as I literally just attested two minutes ago. Give me Toronto, first five minus a half, and minus one and a half for the entire game. Also, the, the fucking White Sox are absolutely decimated with injuries which I didn't take into complete factor in my best bet last night. So I apologize. I owe y'all. <laughs> so I'm getting you getting you back today. Let's Shout go. out to Gibson and Eli. Uh, no, Eli is a Sox fan. Shout out to Gibson. Get healthy. I picked the White Sox to win the AL this year. Well, that was a bad pick because they were <laughs> never going to win the AL. They got time to get it together. Yeah, but the Blue Jays are only going to get better, and they're getting better right now. And I definitely think they're the – all like said and done, I think they're the best team because the Yankees wow. are going to regress, dude. The Yankees got Nestor Cortez pitching like one point one seven ERA, dude. This guy, this is a career like dumbass caterpillar ERA mustache. One point seven, but yeah, can't stand that dude's fucking facial hair, dude. It's a bad <laughs> choice. They're re- they're regressing at some point, dude. It's going to happen. Like the Angels. Oh yeah, dude. The Angels regressed pretty quick, dude, <laughs> and it happened at the snap of a finger, dude. Yeah. But I mean, like, or we were talking about it on Monday. Like, they were they they were through a guy out they drafted last year out of college. You know what I mean? He had two good starts. I mean, you can only it's gonna get worse. Yeah. Thank you everybody for tapping in with us. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube so we can get a hundred subscribers so we can make our own URL. And subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, go to taproomsportspodcast.com. All of our podcasts are up there every single day after we record Sunday through Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device using promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Swerving Irving Washington, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, Raider Eddie, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, we will see y'all on Sunday night, baby. Have a great weekend. Er, boxing, you forgot to give out your boxing pick. Oh, Devin Haney winning by unanimous decision. Devin Haney unanimous decision. There you got. There you have it. We'll see y'all later. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Go subscribe. Thank you. 